Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, in this episode we're going to look at a parable that is unique to Matthew's gospel. It is the parable of the laborers in the vineyard found in Matthew chapter 20. And this is a an interesting parable because it gives us some principles for thinking about how we compare ourselves and view ourselves compared to other Christians, other believers. And it says quite a lot about how God views things in his economy and from his perspective. And it encourages us to view things in the same way. So I'll go ahead and just read through it. It's only a handful of verses here. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And after agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give to you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? And they said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard called his foreman, and said, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only an hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this to the last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first and the first last. So in summarizing this parable, the the big idea here, I mean, we know this because of the very first verse, is that this parable is a picture of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And most commentators agree that the picture being painted here by Jesus is that this is to illustrate the heavenly kingdom and those who are called as workers are those who are uh, recipients of salvation. And some, like the apostles themselves and the very first Christians, are called early in the history of God's redemptive plan. But as history progresses, people are continually called and people continually will become workers in the fields for the harvest. And what's interesting is that at the end of the the day in this parable, all the workers receive the same wage. Now, if, if what's intended here is to illustrate that this is a picture of salvation, that seems right to us because uh, after all, those who receive Christ later in history don't deserve less of salvation in, in any way. And so God, in his grace, has chosen to give uh, fully and freely of his grace and of salvation to any and all who are willing 
to to come to him. And yet there would be basis in, in this parable for jealousy and for this feeling of unfairness and inequality amongst those who have, frankly, who've done more work. Uh, and God's response through the parable as the master of the house is very interesting. He he basically says, "Listen, this is my this is my plan. This is my stuff. Am I not allowed to do with it what I want?" I mean, in, in a way, the the master, the owner of the house, is questioning whether those who he has called to work for him first of all, have any right to tell him what to do with what belongs to him, which is interesting. And I think we, it, it speaks to what right we may or may not have to question God's wisdom and his plans when they don't seem to fit what we think he should be doing with them. And it's almost as if in a, in a roundabout way here, the, the idea is, well, is it our creation or is it God's? And if it's not ours, then Really, is it is it within our rights to suggest or to to scold God for not doing with it what we think that He should be doing with it? So that's one thing. But what's also interesting here is is the point that He makes to them. He doesn't just tell them, you know, go away. It's my choice. But He reasons with them to say, listen, was I not fair to you? Didn't didn't you get exactly what we agreed for? I haven't shorted you in any way. They they got a denarius, which end the day and age uh, would have been a full day's work. And so these first workers were paid a fair wage. They got exactly what they had signed up for and agreed to. And so it wasn't unfair. They, they got a full day's wage. What we see, though, is that those who came much, much later, including those who came basically at the very end of the day, were paid a full day's wage as well. And rather than seeing it from the perspective of those who came early as this is somehow unfair, well, it's not unfair. They got a full day's wage for their full day's work. So it's perfectly fair. The focus is actually from the master's perspective that uh, he was not unfair to those who came early, but rather he was extraordinarily generous to those who came late. And we see this in verse 15 when he says, or do you begrudge my generosity? And so he frames it from a perspective of those early got exactly what was fair and there was no wrongdoing in it. Those who came late received an an extraordinary measure of generosity, benevolence, and grace. And in the scale of things in the kingdom of heaven, as history has progressed on, those of us who have become Christians much, much later in God's redemptive plan have been recipients of extraordinary generosity and grace. It certainly would not have been wrong for God to decide to pull the plug on things, as it, as it, uh, as, as we might say, and to progress His plans at any point. It would have been entirely His prerogative to say, "Okay, we're we're done with this stage of history." I'm going to return and we're going to we're going to get on with the rest of eternity as it stands. But because God is so patient and so forbearing and because of his grace and his desire for as many to come to him as possible, he continues to call people right up until the last minute. And for those who are willing to answer the call and who come, God's generosity is on display and it will be celebrated and and, and praised and glorified throughout all of eternity by those people, my, myself and, I, and, and you included. But what we see here is that when it comes to comparing ourselves with other Christians, 
from God's perspective, I think uh, one of the takeaways here is that we should all be grateful that we are, first of all, called, and second of all, that, uh, that we have received such a great gift from our Lord. Whether we came early or late to the party is kind of irrelevant because we have all received a great gift and that the kingdom of heaven isn't necessarily about equity or, or fairness. It is about grace. And that is one of the biggest takeaways that I see here in this parable is the focus is not on making sure that everyone gets exactly the same treatment, but that grace and generosity are are what the kingdom of heaven is actually about. And uh, thanks be to God that his grace and his generosity are on display in, in all of our lives because we live in a time where we are still able to receive his great gift of salvation. 